Welcome to our financial topic discussion. Today we will be looking into some basic concepts about life insurance. I will be speaking with Matthew Turnbow, who is our insurance specialist here in the office. Hope you enjoy. Welcome, Matthew. Glad to be here. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for joining me today. We're going to be talking about life insurance. We're going to talk about how it fits into someone's financial plan, why it's important. So to get things started, why don't you define for us, what is life insurance? So the most basic way for me to describe this would be that it's a contract with an insurance carrier that someone would pay the financial premiums to them in exchange for a either a lump sum or a, another type of payment out to their beneficiaries of the insured. If they were to pass away, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, perfect. Um, now, th- this is going to be very broad and generic, but, you know, of the clients that we work with, you know, what, what's a common range for life insurance? You know, that varies in each of the physician's need, um, but a lot of the policies that I've seen lately come through have been anywhere between a million to four million dollars in coverage. Sure. You know, it, it, it could be the case that someone's need for life insurance is drastically less than that or drastically more. You know, I, maybe they have an inheritance or maybe they, they, it's just them. Maybe they don't have dependents. Maybe if they were to pass away, there's no one relying on their income. Uh, maybe they don't have any children. These are all factors that play into you know, how much life insurance do I need? Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of a loaded question. You hear people asking, you know, how much life insurance should I have? And there's rules of thumb out there. What are some of the, the rules of thumb you hear tossed around? So some of the rules of thumb that we see are 10 times your income and adding $100,000 per child for their education. Um, but when you're having an earner with a physician who's making $700,000 million a year, uh, there's likely not the need for a million dollars or a 10 times that million dollars or where you're having that much of a uh, coverage. Yeah, yeah. And this is where a lot of times rules of thumb can get physicians in trouble because rules of thumb apply to the general public and physicians are high income earners, right? They, they're on the, the one end of the spectrum. And so these rules of thumb, well, in some cases they can't apply, and they're good to have some general reference. Um, it, it can be it can be challenging to use rules of thumb to determine how much life insurance a physician needs. So, so I mean, what, what what is the appropriate approach, I guess, for a physician to determine how much do I need? I mean, obviously we determined rules of thumb, probably not the best way to go. What what, what do you find is the best way to determine that? coming in and talking to a financial planner where they can take all the concepts of what your life is made up of. So whether you have disabled children, whether you have five homes across the nation, or down to the nitty-gritty that, oh, you know what, I have two cars, I have this mortgage, I've got a private loan that's going on with this, I want to be able to plan for these estate taxes, um, being able to actually see what the need is and then fitting the right product to to the physician. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that's a great answer. You know, in a perfect world, I guess everyone would have a ton of insurance, right? So that <laughs> way your heirs could live high on the hog when you pass away, right? Absolutely. But, you know, in a world of reality where there's a budget and life insurance can be expensive, um, True. 
you know, for that reason, everyone doesn't have, you know, 10, 10 plus million dollars of life insurance coverage. What are, what, what are some of the, oh, go, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, well, also to that same aspect, the insurance company is not going to go to these exorbitant amounts either. Typically, life insurance companies will go anywhere between 10 times to 20 times your income uh, with a maximum of around $10 million. Um, if we need to, we can combine multiple policies together for a jumbo policy up to $150 million. We don't see that hardly ever, but we also, uh, in consideration of that too, uh, the life insurance companies don't want to go below uh, 100000 typically on a policy. Well, great. Well, you know, when you hear about life insurance, you often think of two different structures of life insurance, term life insurance and permanent life insurance. They're, they're set up very differently, and they can get kind of confusing. Uh, can you explain some of the basic differences between term policies and permanent policies? So normally if you're trying to cover for a specific time period, Term insurance is, just as it sounds, it's set up for a specific term length, either anywhere from 10 years to 30 years. On a permanent policy, you typically see that there is the insurance benefit that goes along with it, plus a cash portion of it, which normally on the illustration you'll see a cash value. So it acts as a saving portion and it also um, increases the cost of the product versus what the, you'd see in a term policy. Yeah. Yeah, so someone who's saying, I, I want to insure my life uh, just through my working years, perhaps a term policy might be better. Someone who's saying, I want coverage up until I die, and then when I die, I want a lump sum to pass on to heirs. Permanent policy might be the better fit. Absolutely, along with you know, some of those considerations that you're, you're stating. If we had estate taxes that we knew that we wanted to offset, um, and you're going to be older in life, you have a longer life expectancy, um, along say that you have a disabled child that you're going to need to provide a benefit for after you're gone, a permanent policy would be great in that situation. And this is where it gets a little bit complex, you know, trying to determine which one's, which structure is best for me. Um, and it, it's really a case-by-case -case basis, coverage amounts, structure of the policy, um, it is. And that's why we invite people to come in and say, hey, let's take a look at your situation, and then we can fit the right product for you to meet your need. Yeah. common question we get is, if I were to stop paying the premium or the, the cost for the insurance, you know, what, what would happen to my policy? What, what, what would happen in term versus permanent? So on term, if you decide to just cancel your payments, it's going to surrender the policy or terminate it. Um, normally with a term policy, you're not going to have a surrender charge. Now, on a permanent policy, several of those policies do have a surrender charge. So if you end up canceling it or not lo no longer making the payment, um, you can take the cash value minus the surrender charge and be paid out that portion of it. You can also file for reinstatement where they will pick back up, but you've got to to pay the amount of premium that you've missed plus the interest uh, for that policy. There's another one if you decide, hey, I'm done making payments, uh, you could do what's known as a non-forfeiture option, which you can buy a paid up policy with what the cash value is uh, in your current policy that has lapsed. Uh, but it's going to be a reduced amount from what you see on your current policy. Yeah. It's case by case specific, right? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so 
hopefully someone listening to this conversation can gather that you know there's not one type of policy that's the best fit for a physician um it's you know someone who's saying at some point i'm going to be you know, self-insured or i don't want to cover through my whole career maybe a term policy is better someone who has uh, longer time horizon needs maybe permanence better um but you know i think you know as, as we've talked about this we've had I, i've thought that we've had several clients who have had their life insurance policies pay out uh to family members you know as they've passed and those they have those family members have been able to go on and live life maintain a similar lifestyle or pay off debts like we, like we talked about or the original goals that the person who's passed away set in place years before well you take a look at it the individual the family members they don't want to have to sell the home move to a new location because their father or mother passed away yeah uh, that consistency uh, is very helpful to be able to have a policy in place that can pay, continue to pay the mortgage or pay it off entirely and be able to allow the family to still have a similar lifestyle if not the same lifestyle uh, for a, a good time period and yeah. so it makes a big difference yeah earlier you mentioned as well um, you know, student loans being a consideration you know it, it's understood that your federal loans will vanish when you pass away um, but private loans they'll still continue and someone's got to pay them and so they do oftentimes life insurance money is what pays that so your your spouse or loved ones aren't left with a burden yep that and it gives you a peace of mind being the insured as well going okay I've got an exit plan uh, that I can take care of my family members and and my obligations yeah well Matthew thanks for joining today I uh, hopefully our listeners were able to wrap their minds a little bit around what is life insurance what are some of the basic structures of life insurance and hopefully we adequately showed that uh, it's complex it can get complex well you know and if you have more questions we'd invite you to come in bring your current policies that you have we'd love to review them show you where it may be lacking or what you can do different to better your situation and have a good conversation about what your need is absolutely well matthew once again thank you thanks for having me all right <laughs>